All right, Jabosai, good morning, good morning. And incredible schosbar Hashem to be able to enter into these last three days of Mesechas Nedarim. Again, been an incredibly beautiful journey. The last three days are always significant. Three representing Chazaka. If you finish strong on the last three days of the Mesech, that gives you a Chazaka, that Baruch Hashem, you're going to the Mesech. Halavai, we should be Zocha. We'll say, begin by thanking all of our sponsors. So thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat. The Dafyomi share memory of Mr. Milton Martyr. Mordechai David Ben Rafala Kohen Zichron Levracha. The Elbaum Mishpach, the commemoration of the yard site of Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Kapol. Ben Rebavram Menachem, and our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Matt and Diane Marks, in memory of Robert Zivi, Zichon Lebracha, brother of Diane Marks. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, the families in Nechama. With that, let us begin. So today's Daf is Peites 89. We are picking up the Merit Hashem at the Mishnah on Peches Amad Beis 88B. Some very interesting cases today. So the Mishnah says as follows V'neder Amona Grusha, Yakumola. So it was actually quite interesting because the way this Mishnah starts is actually with a quotation of a Pasuk, which is, interestingly enough, not something you see all that often, right? You'll often find the Pasuk quoted in the Mishnah, but to see a Mishnah open with a quotation of a Pasuk is quite intriguing. So the Pasuk that the Mishnah is quoting over here, the Pasuk in its entirety, by Midbar, Paraklam and Pasuk, good, V'neder amana ugrusha, if an amana, a widow, a grusha, a widow, Go, sorry, Lamana a widow, a grusha divorcee, makes a nether, call asher asra al nafsha yakum aleha. Anything that these respective women vow, ultimately the vow is upheld. Now I will say, why is this important for us and what's the meaning of the context here? So remember again, why is it that Namana and a grusha, if they make a nether, the nether stands? Why is that? Because there's no one to what? To be made for it. Remember, there's no husband because the woman is either divorced or widowed. And remember again, from divorce and widowed, so again, let's assume for a moment over here, whether she's leaving Erisin or Nisuin, the father no longer has the right of annulment over a daughter after she's been married. So Allah if either of these women go ahead and make a nether, the nether ultimately stands. Now again, just to be clear, does that preclude Hatara from occurring? Does that preclude Hatara? No. Remember again, Hatara could always occur for a person who goes to a Chacham, whatever the process for Hatara is going to be. A Pesach, a Charata. So therefore the Mishnah says as follows. Neda Amona Grusha Yakumala. Ketzal, what's the case? Here we go. Amra, a woman says, The woman said the following Neda. I make a Neda that I'm going to be a Nazir after 30 days. The woman, so we're calling Rachel saying this. I make a Neda, I'm going to be a Nazir after, after 30 days. That's very interesting. Even though during the 30 days, what happens? She got married. So now, so now what's interesting to note is as follows. By the time the nether is chal, what is she? A married woman. So what's talach? And nevertheless, in the yachal the husband does not have the ability, does not have the power to go ahead and annul this nether. But say, let's take a look at the ran. The ran is on the bottom of the daf. About four lines up from the bottom. Neder amano grusha. Yakum alea. Ketzer amro harini nizir lakashashuyom. Avabishani. So he says the ran. Devadai kra lahachi asa. So first of all, say the ran is saying the pasik itself must be describing this very case. Why? He says, because if I could be the ibaloni says, lamit strich kra lamar de yakum alea. Pshita man meferla. So let's listen to this. Because the Ran says, 
if the Torah doesn't need to teach me that if a woman is an almana, or a woman is a grusha, that if she makes a nether, her nedarim stand. That's obvious. Or we'll say, why is it obvious? Why is it obvious? There's no one to annul it. There's no one to annul it. So what, what the Mishnah is suggesting is that the very taich, the very explanation of the Pasuk, is to describe this case. A case where a woman made a nether to be chalim 30 days. Now, in this case, I'll become a nazir in 30 days from now. During those 30 days, she gets married. So that by the time the nether is chal, she is a married woman. And what's the chiddish? Now, continuing the run. It's trich lomar, the chivon shenadra ba'oda amana, afa pisha amar shiyachol hanadra la'achalam yom, kineses la'achar mikan, eno mefer, mishum de basar amira azlinon. Shenadra kolib shneses ve'ina ba'amifim b'kona. We'll say, here it is. Here it is. Here's the kun says the run. What's the point of the Mishnah? The point of the Mishnah is that the halachic realities of a neder are concretized at the time that the neder is made. So therefore, again, because she made this neder as a single woman, even though, again, this is interesting because this neder is not going to be chal for another 30 days. And by the time, she, the, by the, time the neder, quote-unquote, goes into effect, she's married, everything goes after when the neder was made. We call it Samira. Time the nether was made. And therefore, Allah said, because she made the nether at a time she was unmarried, therefore, even though the nether is not chal until 30 days from now, and she will be a married woman, Allah said, the husband has no rights over that nether. Incredible. Incredible. But we'll say conversely. Conversely. So that's case number one. That's case number one. So the Gemara says, Allah Allah Nodra top of Petas. Now the run we're going to see is on the bottom of Amad Days. But Nodra, the Hebrew Shushabal, now this is well said conversely, if she makes a nether and she is in her husband's domain, in other words, she's married, so what's the Allah? Mayfellah, husband has the ability to go ahead and, and annul her nether. So we'll say, okay, what, what, what does that mean? Sekhetzad, here we go. Sekhetzad. So we'll say, first of all, before we go on, just go back to the run, the last run on the bottom of Pechesam with Beis, the last one, Nodra. So the Ran writes, shas amira azlinon They both say this idea that we go after the time when the nether was articulated is true whether that results in a chumra, a stringency, or a leniency. So remember again, up until now, so, so remember we have the first case. The first case is, she made the nether naziros, right? She says, I'm going to become a nether, I'm sorry, a nazir after 30 days. At the time she makes the nether, what's her status? What's her status? Amana grusha. By the time the nether is chal, it takes effect, she is married. Mishnah tells me, husband does not have annulment powers over that nether. Why not? Because we go basar shasamira. The halachic reality of the nether is defined at the time it is articulated. Now the reverse applies as well. Okay, so here we go. Second line from the top, 89a, Petas Mdalaf. Amra, woman says, Harini nizir la'achala midyom. Same case, I'll say, woman says, I am now, we'll say in this case, Rachel is married to Ruvain. Rachel is married to Ruvain. At the time of their marriage, she says, I will be a nazir at the end of 30 days. 30 days from now, I'll become a nazir. Fine. Now, we'll say, now what the Mishra doesn't say is what happens when Ruvain hears that? He's made for it. He annuls the nether. He annuls the nether. Okay, now watch this. Let's say it turns out, let's say it turns out that within 30 days, they're now divorced or widowed. 
So we'll say, so it's interesting to remember again, the progression is like this. Rachel made, Rachel made the nether. I hereby make an edu that after 30 days I'm going to be a nazir. Reuven hears the nether. Reuven annuls the nether. Okay? Now, three, like 20 days later, Reuven dies. So now by the time the 30 days come around, Rachel is a widow. So what does the Mishnah teach me? So Harizim Mufar, the annulment that Reuven made worked. Worked. Rabbi was saying, now what's the Chiddush over here? You might have thought that what? Since at the time the nether is chal, what's Rachel's status? What's Rachel's status? She's single. Right? In this case, she's widowed. So therefore, I would have thought that maybe the nether should be chal because no one has revocatory or annulment power over it. At the time, Kamash Malon, everything about a nether is solidified when? At the time the nether is articulated. Bishas Amira. So in this case over here, because the husband annulled the nether at the time it was made, Therefore, halacha l'may said this nether is an old. Hare ze mufar. So I will say two cases, really, really highlighting the same exact principle. So remember again, in case one, she makes the nether as a single woman, and by the time it's chal, she's married. So the Mishnah says in that case, the husband has no annulment power over that nether. Right? Why? Because at the time the nether was made, there was no husband in the picture. Case two, she's a married woman when she makes the nether. Husband annulled the nether, but husband is dead by the time the nether is actually chal. Annulment works. Why? Because at the time the nether was made, the husband annulled it. Incredible. Next case. Next case. Nudger Babayam. That is an interesting case, we'll say. So let's say, right, Reuben is married to Rachel. Reuben is married to Rachel. So what happens? Rachel makes a nether. Nadra Bobayom. She makes a nether that day. And again, it could be the same nether. It doesn't really apply. It doesn't really matter what the nether is. Right? She makes a nether on that day. Viniskasha Bobayom. And then what happens to both So they divorce. So Reuben's married to Rachel. Here's, here's the timeline event. This is just be ready. This is a very, you think you have a busy day today? Listen to this day. Right? So, right? So Rachel makes a nether. Reuben and Rachel are married. Rachel makes a nether. What happens after Rachel makes the nether? They get divorced. Viniskasha Bobayom. They get divorced. And they get remarried all on the same day. So neder is made, then they get divorced, and then they get remarried. What's talacha? Eino yachal lahafer. So I will say, so just want to point out what happened over here. Remember, what's the window of annulment that a husband has? Window of annulment? Biyom shama, one day. What kind of day? Calendar day. So in this case over here, let's say it's a Sunday morning. Racham makes a neder. Reuven hears it, doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. Right? They get divorced. They get divorced. Sunday. They are remarried. Sunday. So that by the time now, Baruch Hashem, we're divorced, we're remarried, everything happens, it's still Sunday. Still same calendar day. Halacha l'maysa, Reuven does not have the power of annulment. Now take a look at the Ran for just a moment. The Ran says, Eni second line down from the top, on the left-hand side of the page. Eni yochal l'hafer, she'en habam This is incredible. So we've seen this concept. A husband has complete annulment over Nadarim made during, during the marriage, for the duration of the marriage. Again, assuming they're Tvarim Shebin Olabinar, Nefesh, what doesn't have the ability to do? He doesn't have the ability to annul Nadarim that preceded their marriage, right? So I will say, so for example, if Rachel comes into marriage with Nadarim that she made during her single days, her husband does not have annulment power over those, over those Nadarim. So we'll say this is pretty wild. See, by the time they get remarried, so right here, here's the process. Rachel makes the nether while she's married. The husband doesn't annul. They get divorced. They get remarried. Now we'll say, when they get remarried, when they get remarried, what's the status of that nether that she's walking in with? 
That's a nether that preceded the marriage. I, what's interesting is, it preceded the marriage. When was that nether made? When was it made? It was made during the first marriage. To who? To the same husband that she's currently married now. But since it occurred under a different marriage, that's called Kodman. That's called previous nedarim. And therefore the husband, Ruben, does not have the power to annul that nether. Even though both sides, it's, it's the same people who are married. And it's the same calendar day in which they were previously married. Halakhalamaisi doesn't have the power of annulment over that nether. Incredible. So again, so to finish up that run, he says, Fine. Actually, we don't have to go into it. Fine. So the goes right there. So the, the Mishnah says, sorry, the Mishnah says, Zaklal. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. Kol shi yotza l'rshus atzma sha'achos eno yachal hafer. Essentially, I will say, any time that a woman has left the purview of her husband, right, has left the rshus of her husband, even for a moment, even if subsequently they get remarried, husband cannot annul any pre-existing nedarim. So I will say, so there are two principles that are being espoused over here in this Mishnah. Principle number one is that the power of annulment is framed at the time the nether was made. So therefore, again, if a woman makes a nether before she's married, and then subsequently gets married even before the nether is chal, husband does not have annulment power over that nether. Conversely, if a woman makes a nether when she's married, right, and the nether is not going to be chal until some later date, and by the time the nether is chal, she's no longer married, husband had the ability, husband has the, the, the annulment power, that husband exercised at the time that the nether was made, in fact, works. So we'll say that's halacha number one. Halacha number two is that once, if, if, even if a couple was married, woman vowed, got divorced, and got remarried all in the same calendar day, husband cannot go ahead and annul any nedarm during the second marriage that were made over the course of the first marriage. Even though, again, same calendar day, same people. Why? Because Baal Eno Mefer Bekodmin. A husband cannot go ahead and annul pre-existing Nedarim. Incredible. Well, say, let's see the Gimar Tanya. Amona Grusha Sha'amru Harini Nezira. Lichisha Enase. Venises. Well, say, here's the case. Price it pretty much goes to the same case as the Mishnah. A woman makes, although it's a little bit of a wrinkle, listen to this. A woman makes a Nedar. Amona Grusha. So you have Rachel. Rachel currently is single. Single, either because she's been widowed or divorced. So she makes an interesting nether. What's her nether? I will become a, I will become a nazir or nazira when I get married. When I get married. And then what happens? She gets married. So I'll say, what's the shayla? What's the shayla? Does her husband have the power to annul that nether or not? That's the shayla. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Yafer. Rabbi Shmuel says, husband has the ability to be made for the nether. Rabbi Akiva, Omer Rabbi Akiva says, Lo Yafer, husband does not have the power to annul the nether. What's the machol? He's supposed to take a quick look at the ran. Almost right across, Rabbi Shmuel Omer Yafer, Desirle, de basr chalos hanedr azlina velo basr amira. Because Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that the power of annulment is linked to the time that the nether goes into effect. So I just want to point out, if you think about it, the cases we've been talking about up until this point in time have really been where there's a simultaneity between, between articulation and going into effect, right? You make a nether and, and it's here. These cases are unique because what's happening over here is there's an articulation, but the nether doesn't go into effect until some later time. Srebi Shmuel says, says that the real teeth of the nether, or the real essence of the nether is determined at the time the nether goes into effect. Therefore, again, Srebi Shmuel will say, where Rachel says, I'm, right now Rachel is, is single, 
When I get married, when I get married, I will become a Nazira. So Bishmal says, husband has the power of annulment. Why? Because the real essence of a nether is determined at the chalos ha-nether. The time the nether goes into effect. Conversely, Rabbi Akiva says, look at, look at the Ran, Rabbi Akiva, Omer lo yafer, tazlina basra amira. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva is the opinion in our Mishnah, that no, the truth is, the annulment ability, the power of annulment is determined when? At the time the nether is made. At the time the nether is made. And since at the time the nether was made, what was Rachel's status? What was Rachel's status? She was single. Therefore, again, her husband, her husband has no power of annulment over this nether. Plus, here's the opposite case. A married woman who said, Married woman says, I'll become an azira when I get divorced. And now she gets divorced. So what's the so we'll say, so what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? Does the husband have the ability to annul this nether? In other words, we'll say, this case, the way this case works is, the way this case works is, Rachel was married to Ruvain. She made a nether that when I get divorced, I'm going to go ahead and become an Azira. Ruvain heard it, and he annulled it. And he annulled it. Right? So the Shaila is, does such an annulment work or not? So same Achlokis, Rabbi Shemal says the husband doesn't have the ability to annul it. Why doesn't he have the ability to annul it? Why? Because I will say, at the time the nether goes into effect, which is when? Which is when? Divorce, right? There is no ruling in the picture. So therefore, again, Rabbi Shalom says, Ruvain does not have the power of annulment. So Rabbi Kiva, or Rabbi Kiva says, Yafar. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, Allah Chalamaisa, the power of an nether, or really the effectiveness of an nether, or annulment of ability over an nether, is determined at the time the nether is articulated. And since when Rachel articulated the nether, she was married to Ruvain, therefore Ruvain has the power of annulment. See, Machlokes, Amr Bishma. So we'll say, now they each, respect, they each explain their respective sheet. So we'll say, so it's a fundamental Machlokes as to, so let, let's take a step back. What we're trying to find out is when is power of annulment determined? Or another, right? When, when do we determine who has power of annulment? Is it at the time the nether is made? So we look at when the nether is made. That's the real essence of the nether. And therefore, again, if there's a husband in the picture at the time of articulation, then he has the ability to annul. Even though, what's the Chiddush over here? What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is in these cases, often, or at least in the second case, the nether doesn't take effect until there's no longer a husband in the picture. So Machlok Rabbi Shalom Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva will say, annulment is determined at the time of articulation. Right? If there's a husband in the picture at the time of articulation, then Allah says the power of annulment. There's no husband picture at the time of an- articulation, no power of annulment. Rabbi Shalom says, no. Everything goes after, everything goes by when the nether takes effect. If there is a husband in the picture at the time the nether takes effect, then there is a power of annulment. No husband in the picture at the time the nether takes effect, no power of annulment. Now we'll say each of them respe- explain their respective sheet. Here we go. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, the Pasuk says, the nether amana ugrusha. They both say, the Torah when describing the nether of an amana and a grusha, right? So remember, the Torah is describing a situation where a woman makes a nether and no one has annulment power over that nether. When is that true? The nether amana and grusha. So again, Rabbi Shal will say, Ad shiyehe nether bishas amanos ugerushin. When does her nether take up? What will say? When does no one have the power of annulment? When the nether takes effect when she's an amana and a grusha. Achiehei So we'll say, Rabbi Shalom says, V'neder. What does V'neder mean? The nether takes effect when she is an Amana Ugrusha. 
That's when no one has the power of annulment over that nether. V'nether, achiehei nether. The fulfillment of the nether, the actualization of the nether. Rabbi Kiva will say, Rabbi Kiva Savar, Harei Omer, kol asher asra al nafsha. Rabbi Akiva says, no. What does it say? Asher asra al nafsha. When she prohibits something to herself, will say, when you create an Isra, when do you create the Isra Nadar? When do you create it? At the time of articulation. So we'll say, they're each just darshaning the Pasuk differently. That's all. Incredible. Um, so by the way, just as an aside, let's, let, let's loop back, Rabbi say. Rabbi says, by the way, our Mishnah reflects whose view? Our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva, that everything is determined when? at the time of the articulation of the Mishnah. But also remember again, that's what our Mishnah said. Our Mishnah brought down two cases. Case number one was a woman says, a woman says, right? A woman who is single says, I will become a Nazir after 30 days. After 30 days. During the 30 days, she gets married. What did the Mishnah say? What's the husband's power of annulment over the nether? What's his power of annulment? He has none. He has none. Why? Because the Mishnah seems to view Paskin like Rabbi Akiva, namely, we go Basr Amira. We follow the time of the articulation of the nether. Since the nether was articulated at a time that there was no husband in the picture, therefore, Allah the husband has no power. The second case, same thing. The second case was just, was just the reverse, right? She's married. Rachel's married. She says, I'll be a Nazir after 30 days. Then what happens? 25 days later, Ruvain dies. So by the time the Nadir, but again, Ruven didn't know the Nadir when he heard it. So again, the Mishnah says, the annulment works. So our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva that everything is determined at the time the Nadir is made. Bishah Samira. So the Gemara says, so my message Rabbi Akiva, Abayi Rabbi Akiva says, no, maybe not. I feel the same Rabbi Shmuel. The truth is, our Mishnah could even be like Rabbi Shmuel. But how could that be? Rabbi Shmuel in the Braith has said that Allah said, everything goes after the Chalos the actualization of the nether, to which the Gemara says, here's the difference. So the Gemara says, So I say, this is actually very interesting. If you notice, by the way, you've seen the case of the Mishnah, case in the Brisa. The case of the Mishnah, I will say, was where a woman says, I'm going to be a Nazir after 30 days. The Brisa's case was, I'll become a Nazir when I get married. Right? I'll become a Nazir when I get married. Shabbos says, it's very interesting. So the Gemara is suggesting maybe that Yishmael only holds his position that everything goes after the chalos of the, of the nether, the actual fulfillment of the nether, the actualization of the nether, when there's not a specifically timed, timed amount, a specific time attached to the actualization of the nether. See, the Mishnah is timed, 30 days. The Brisa is linked to an event, not linked to time. So what does that matter? Listen to this. So the Gemara says, Brisa Ibn Shalmi Shalmi It's possible, Abosai, that 30 days could go by and perhaps her personal status doesn't change at all. Right? So Abosai, what the Gemara is suggesting is like this. Maybe Rabbi Shmuel only holds that we go after the fulfillment of the nether when she links the nether itself to a specific event, like getting married. But perhaps when she links her nether to time, where it's possible that her status will not change over the course of the 30 days, 
Maybe even Rabbi Yishmael agrees with Rabbi Akiva on that particular scenario. Very interesting. Okay. So therefore, I say everything wrong. So suggest that maybe our Mishnah could in fact reflect both views of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael. This is the rule. So I'll just point out over here. Um, Fine. So I'll say now we're just jumping back for just a little bit. When the Mishnah said Zaklal by Nara Murasa, actually, you know what? Let me just tell you, let me just tell you the, 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 the halach over here. So I will say, so now the grandma brings down, so how, how do we paskin? Because it's actually a very big issue, right? You have a nether that has a t'nai for to, to take effect sometime later on. And I will say, now what's happened over here? Between the time of articulation, and the time of the actualization of the nether, what's happened? Change in status. Specifically, change in marital status. So I will say, so now what's the shayla? So what determines who has the power of annulment over that nether? Do we go basar amira after the articulation of the nether? And therefore, as long as she's married at the time of the nether, husband has the ability to annul it. Or if she's single, husband doesn't have the ability to annul it. Or do we go basar chalos nether? At the time of the actualization of the Nadra, Rabbi Akiva versus Rabbi Shal. So, let's listen to this. Rambam, Hilchos Nedarim, Perik Gimel Halacha Tazayin. Here it is. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. So, the Gimel Mish, the Gimel Rambam says, Haisha Shein Labal, Veinu Bershus Av, Vamar Hare Habasra Asra Alayla Achar Shal Shiyom, Venisi Tosal Shiyom. So, the Rambam begins with the case in our Mishnah. He doesn't begin with the case of Nazirus, he begins, he begins something very simpler. Woman says, essentially, again, I'm going to become a vegetarian in 30 days from now. Right? Right? Even worse idea than becoming a nausea, right? Right? I'm going, to kind, I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to eat meat in 30 days from now. That will say, at the time she made the nether, she is single. She's single. Right? And now the Ramah also points out she's single and her father has no control over her as well. It's actually going to get into the next Mishnah. She's like a Bulgaris. Bulgaris. Father has no rights over her. No one has any rights over her. So we'll say, what's that, Lachal? Over the course of the 30 days, she gets married. So that by the time day 30 comes, Baruch Hashem, she's a happily married woman. What does the Rambam say? Husband does not have the ability to annul the neder. Why? And the Rambam is explicit. He says, Because at the time the neder was made, she was unmarried. Shabbos said, this is incredible. Salach Lamaisa, the Raman Paskin is like Rabbi Akiva. Namely, the ability to annul the nether is determined when? At the time of the actual articulation of the nether. The time the nether was in. Say, Rabbos said, Halach Lamaisa, if at the time she made the nether, she is single. Even though by the time the nether is chal, she's married, husband does not have the ability to annul. But the reverse is true as well. If she makes a nether when she's married, even the nether, by the time the nether is chal, she's not married. If the husband annulled the nether at the time she made it, the annulment works. I'll say, Rambam Paskins, Halacha Lamaisa, like Rabbi Akiba. Beautiful. Let's finish up the sugya. Well, well, that is the end of the sugya. This is now something new to the Mishnah. Zaklal diktani kabi nara murasa suyemais. I'll say, let's go back to nara murasa. Remember the good old days of nara murasa? Right? What was that, that, that whole parak was all about the case of a nara who is in Arison, and what was, the, what was the overarching principle? Who has the ability to annul, annul her vows? Husband and father jointly. That was the whole parak. So we'll say, when the Mishnah says, Zeha by Nara Rasa, 
What was it coming to include? So what's the listen to this? So it's coming to include the following case. If let's say now the Shluch Ya'abal, the agents of the husband, came to get Rachel, right? So Rachel, Rachel is Erisin, so let's just go with the case, right? Rachel is Erisin with Ruvain, and Rachel is a Nara. So during that time of Erisin, if Rachel were to make a neder, it takes Ruvain and father in order to go ahead and annul that neder. This also comes to include a case where even if, let's say, Rachel now is going with the agents, with the shluchim of Ruvain, to go to Ruvain for Nisuin, but the father is coming with, right, that halacha still requires joint annulment. Or, or for that matter, the father sent his agents together with the husband's agents, since they're still together and Nisuin has not taken place yet, in order to annul Rachel's vows, would require both her father and her husband. Incredible. So we'll say, what about the Zakhal in our Mishnah? Right? So we'll say, in our parakel, so what does that come to include? What does that come to include? To which the Gemara says, Masra av Remember again, the Arparek, Arparek of Eilun Nedarim also said Zakla. What's the Klaw? What is the Prince coming to teach us? Shabbos say, our Mishnah was coming to teach us that a husband doesn't have the ability to annul any vows which preceded the marriage. Which preceded the marriage. Now, what that comes to include is once the father hands over Rachel to the agents of the husband, or the agents of the father hand over Rachel to the agents of the husband, at that point in time, the halacha is, Ein habam mefer bekodmin. Halacha lamaisa, any nidarim which were made prior to the marriage, husband does not have power of revocation. Good. I will say, just tying up a couple of loose ends from the previous Mishnah. It's beautiful. I will say, here we go, Mishnah. I will say, this is actually a really interesting Mishnah. Tesha naros, there are nine naros. I will say, I want to begin by saying, up until now in our journeys in Shas, whenever you see the word Nara, Nara is very specific. What does Nara refer to? Right, 12 to 12 years old in six months. In this Mishnah, that's not what it means. Nara over here just means a woman, a woman or a girl, a young woman. That, that's how, which is interesting, again, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember up until, at least up until now, that we've ever used Nara in such a, in such a loose definition. But here, that's what it means. Watch this. So, Tesha Naros, there are nine women, nine girls, Nidrayan Kayamin, who when they make Nidarim, their Nidarim are, are, are stand. In other words, we'll say, there are nine girls, we're going to see that if they make a Nidar, no one has the power of annulment over that Nidar. The Nidar stands. Nidar stands. So we'll say, so first of all, t- take a look, take a look at, at the Ran. The Ran says, we are, Teshinaros Nidrayan Kayamin, Ran says, we'll say, it's on the left hand side about, uh, Four lines up from before it gets wide. So Hanach Tisha Kulu Isnu Bichlal Tlas Tani Soma Bechayav V'Soma Mamish Ubogeras. I will say the truth is, it's going to say there's nine, but the truth is there's actually three. There's three cases. There's three categories, and there's just a bunch of variations in the categories. We'll say who are the three girls whose father has no power of annulment over them? Essentially, what we're going to see, they are 
we're going to see so much Bulgaris. So let's work backwards. Bulgaris. Who's Bulgaris? Who's Bulgaris? Twelve years old and six months. So say once a girl becomes a Bulgaris, no one has any rights, and she has full control over herself. Her father has. This is assuming she's not married, right? Her father has no rights in her, and assuming she's an unmarried girl, so she she's on her own. She has full rights. That's the Bulgaris. Yisoma. So I'll say, what's Yisoma? An orphan. Right? So a girl who is orphaned, also an unmarried, also no one has rights in her. So therefore, again, I'll say, so if a, if a Bulgaris makes a nether, what's the status of her nether? The status of her nether stands. A Nara, right? A Nara who's Yisoma makes a nether. What's the status of her nether? The reason I say Nara, because if she's a Kitana, so often the Nadarim of a Katan don't really take effect. But if she's an Ara, if she's an Ara, right, ultimately, and she's Yisoma, she's literally an orphan. She has no, she has no father, she has no parents. So again, she makes a nether, her nether stands. The third category, I'm just working backwards, is what we call Yisoma Bechaye Aviha. I will say, what's the case of Yisoma Bechaye Aviha, an orphan while her father is alive? I will say, that's the case of a girl who is married. Right, let's say father married off his daughter who is a Nara. Right, and then what happens? That daughter is either widowed or divorced. She has a father who's alive and well. But what? Her father has absolutely no rights in her. Father has no rights in her. That's called a Yisoma Bechaye Aviha. She is, a, she, is a, she is an orphan with a living father. Because like, halachically she's orphan. Why is halachically she's orphan? Because her father has no rights in her. But her father, Baruch Hashem, is very much alive. So I will say, those are the three categories of girls that if they were to make a nether, if they were to make a nether, their nether would still stand because no one has the power of annulment over that nether. Incredible. Incredible. So let's go back. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the Mishnah. So Teishin Aros Nidrein Kayamin. Bogeres Vihi Soma. So we'll say the first case is a Bogeres and she's an orphan. Now just take a look at the Ran for just a moment over here. The Ran says two lines up from the bottom. Shinodra Kishi Bogeres Vihi Soma Bechaya Av Kigon Shini says so we'll say, so what's the first case? A Bulgaris and she's a Yisoma. Now, the Ran explains the case of a Yisoma is Yisoma Chayavia. She was married off by her father and now she is divorced. Now she's divorced or widowed for that matter. So she has a father who's alive and well, but her father has no rights in her. I will say, now you're going to notice these cases are redundant. Why are they redundant? They will say, what's redundant about the case of Bulgaris Yisoma? What's the redundancy about it? Either one of those things by itself removes the rights of the father. In other words, if she's a Bulgaris, once she's a Bulgaris, that's it. That's it. No one has any rights in her anymore. Similarly, again, if she's a Yisoma Bechaye Aviha, once she is a Nara and above, and either widowed or divorced, father also has no rights in her. So it's, it's a shtick of redundancy. So Bulgaris and Yisoma. Okay, next. Nara Ubagra Vihi Yisoma. Shabbos said, this is a case of a girl. Case of a girl, look at the round again. Nara ubagra vihi yisoma, shenadra kishi nara. She made a nether when she was a nara. Ubagra la'achra became, then she became a bulgaras. Vihi yisoma v'chayavia. And about say, she was also married and then widowed, right, or divorced. So this is another example of a girl who again made a, made a nether as a nara. Then ultimately again, she becomes a bulgaras. And somewhere in this process, she is widowed or divorced. Once again, Father has no power of annulment over this nether. Amid base. Nara, Shalob Bagra, Vihi Yisoma. So I will say, so this again, 
is a Nara who made a nether. She's not yet a Bogaras, but once again, she is a Yisoma Bechaye Aviha. Shabbat said, this would be a case of a Nara, of a Nara who was widowed or divorced, made a nether. What's the status of that nether? It stands. Why? There's no husband because she's either widowed or divorced, and her father no longer has any rights over her once ultimately again she is, once she's been widowed or divorced. Incredible. Bogaras Ume Sabia. So again, I will say, you have a Bogaras, a girl loses a Bogaras, and her father died. So I will say, so remember again, once again, a redundancy. Why? Because once she's a Bogaras, her father has no rights in her anyway. The fact that now her father died is not really relevant. The Ran says, Bogaras Ume Sabia, second line from the top on the right hand column, Shebeshashna, Jahaisa Bogaras. Ume Sabia, Tahainu Yisoma Mamish. Okay, all examples, all examples of girls when they make an ender, no one has the power of an omen. Nara, Shalobagra, Ume Sabia. What's the next case? A Nara who is not yet become a Bogaras and her father died. So we'll say, now in this case over here, she's a Nara, she, right, which means she's not a Bogaras. Her father died. Now that her father is actually dead, no one has the power of an omen over her Nadarim. Okay, next category. Nara, Shemei Sabia. So I will say, listen to this. Umishemes avia bagra. Okay, so th- this is now this is now a Nara whose father died, and when her father died, she became a Bogaris. Okay, once again, no one has any power of annulment. Next, Bogaris vavia kaya. A girl is a Bogaris, and her father is alive and well. Right. So again, because why? Once she's a Bogaris, no one has any power of annulment. Nara Bogaris vavia kaya. I will say similarly again. You have a Nara who becomes a Bogaris, but her father is still alive. So in this case, right, she is an Arab, she became a Bulgaris, and as a Bulgaris, no one has any power over her, even if her father is still alive. Good. So I said, Yehuda Yehuda says, Af Hamasi Bito Haktana, Vinis Almana, O Niskarsha, the Chazra Etzlo. So I said, Yehuda says something very interesting. Even if a man marries off his daughter, and she's a Katana, or she was, she was a Katana at the time that he married her off, and then what happens, I will say, she is widowed, or she is divorced. And now she returns back to live with him. Adayin. Now again, the Hagosian say Vaadayin Hinara. Now we're saying she's a Nara at the time she comes back. So we'll say this is what's called the case of what Nara Yisoma Bechaye Aviha. Remember again, she's an orphan at the time that her father, what, with a living father, because since she has been widowed or divorced and she is now a Nara, her father has no power over her. So we'll say actually like a pretty a pretty straightforward Mishnah. Why the mission has to be redundant with some of these cases, and ultimately again keep on espousing in different ways, we'll see. But the principle, the principle espousing is pretty much the same. These are all just cases of girls, either single or either widowed or divorced. Where there is no father in the picture to go ahead. Either there's actually no father because the father has died, or because these girls are like a the orphans with living fathers, or the simplest of cases where the girl becomes a bulgaris. And once she's a Bulgarian, whether she has a living father, doesn't have a living father, the father has no rights. Good. Says the Gibar. I'm Rabbi Yudah, I'm Rav. Zudiv Rabbi Yudah. These are the Rabbi Yudah. Avacham Nechem say Shalosh Naros Nidrein Kayamin. They will say, all of this is Rabbi Yudah. But the Chachamim say, there are three girls whose Nidarim are in effect. Who are the three girls? Bulgaris, Yisoma, Yisoma Chayav. So both say, it's actually quite interesting. Actually quite interesting. The Chachamim are not arguing on Rabbi Huda. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're consolidating the cases. They're saying, you don't need nine cases, I will say. What are they? This is what we saw in the round at the beginning. What are there? There's three cases. 
There's three cases. What are the three cases? There are three categories. Bogaris. Bogaris. Once a girl reaches Bagras, her father doesn't have the power to annul her vows. Second case, Yisoma, a girl Nara and above. Really, even right? Nara and above, who is an actual orphan. Her father died. There's no father in the picture for a moment. And category number three, Yisoma Bechaye Ha'av. They will say, what's the case of Yisoma Bechaye Ha'av? This ultimately, again, is the situation. Yisoma Bechaye Ha'av is going to be the case of a girl who was married or widowed. And ultimately, even if she has a living father, father has absolutely no rights over her. I will say, that's it. So the, so, so the Rabbana just condensed it into three cases. Incredible. Mishnah. Konam sheni nena la'ab It's a very interesting case. Very interesting case. Here you go. So a woman says, right? Rachel says to her husband, Konam sheni nena la'ab im ani al picha. So we'll say, so there's two different ways to interpret this. It doesn't really matter. But either it's talking about a woman who makes a nether. What's her nether? Her nether is, I take a nether that I will not either give or get any benefit to your father and to my father. Okay, let, let's just go. Rashi explains it over here. She ain't no saint lohem. So right, Rachel makes a nether. Let's just watch this. Go with the simple shot. Rachel makes a nether. I will not get any benefit from my father or from your father. Imosa anyapicha. If ultimately I do anything for you, supposed to hear this nether. So Rachel's making a nether to her husband Ruvain. Ruvain, I make a nether not to get any benefit from my father or from your father. If I do anything for you, Ruvain, that's the nether. So if Rachel does something for her husband Ruvain, she triggers the nether prohibiting herself from getting any benefit from her father or her father-in-law. Okay, sheninenis lecha. Similarly, again, again, this is a reverse nether. Rachel makes a nether. I make a nether that I will not get any benefit from you, Ruvain, if I go ahead and get any benefit or do any benefit for my father or my father-in-law. In all of these cases, Hareze Yafer. Ruvain has the ability to annul these nedarim. I will say. Now, what's the chap over here? What's the chap? See, if you look at these nedarim, if you look at these nedarim, so what's happening over here is as follows, right? Let's take case number one. Rachel takes a nether. Shani, I, I'm not going to get any benefit or give any benefit to my father and to my father-in-law if Ruvain, if I do something for you. If I do something for you. So if she does something for Ruvain, it triggers the prohibition to get benefit to her father and her father-in-law, right? And then she says also, I will not get any benefit from you if I do something my father my father-in-law. And I both say, if you think about it, at the time she makes these nedarim, these aren't really annullable nedarim. Why? Because they're not inui nefesh. And what? They're not dvarim shebeinu lebeinu. In other words, they have what to do with the father and the father-in-law. That's really what triggers these nedarim. Well, that's really the impact of these nedarim. So the havamina is, I would have thought, therefore, a husband has no power to annul these nedarim. But yet the Mishnah says, hareze yofer. He does have the ability. Now, why does he have the ability? Both if you look in the run, I'm actually going to draw your attention in the middle of the run. It's two, four, two, four, five lines up from before it gets wide. The widest, I should say. Both say, see it in the middle. The first one, the first one on the line is Avicha. So both say, now listen to this. So the run says, less below Inui Nefesh, say, these in the Dharam, there's no Inui Nefesh, right? There's nothing afflictive. And the truth is, at least at first glance, there's nothing in the Nadarim that impacts their relationship. 
So I would have thought, therefore, husband shouldn't have the power of an almond. So husband should come teaching. Kamash Malon, Kavan, the Tulsa Tna, Bidavar, she has Suya Lav or Alav. She actually Isha Shetamid Asma Shalote Asala Aviv Ulavia. So let's listen to this. But this is a type of nether where it's almost going to be impossible not to trigger it. Right? So let's play this out. What's the first nether? The first nether is, she says, I will not give any benefit or get any benefit from my father or from your father if I do something for you. So in other words, Rachel is going to do something for her husband and now she's going to be prohibited to give or to get benefit from her father and her father-in-law. That's impossible. That, that puts her in an impossible situation because... These are people we're assuming, presupposing, with whom she regularly interacts, right? Case number two, case number two, she says, I won't get any benefit from you if I do something for my father and my father-in-law, right? We'll say, so the Ran says, so the Ran says over here, because a father and a father-in-law, these represent relations, relatives, with whom she normally interacts, there's no way almost not to trigger this nether. So because there's no way to not trigger this nether, therefore, Harezi Yachal Hafer. Even though right now nothing's happened yet, right? She's making a nether that's dependent on some type of situation. And maybe the situation will never come to pass. But since it's probable that it's going to come to pass, the husband could go and be mayfered. Now, the truth is, we're going to see that what ultimately happens is, once this, once this nether is triggered, it's quite possible that it could lead to so essentially, we allow him to proactively annul the nether because it's almost virtually impossible that she's not going to trigger it. Incredible. So I will say, let's, all right, you know, we'll stop over for the I'll pick up with the Gemara. Want to get in a few minutes on the Silas Yesharim? Let's say Shkoyach. Incredible. Incredible. Last three days. Last three days. All right, so let's take a quick look. Ramchal.